Well, you might have to be before <laughs> they get it working. Yeah. I noticed that frustrating. I was a little frustrated that I can't be of more help in this uh -huh. situation. Yeah. Good. So we've noticed different aspects about that. And yes. Joko, in one sense, that's fine because that's the sensation of the moment. Anxiety comes up about the situation. But if we build more thoughts about that, um, if we believe thoughts of irritability about why does this always happen, we should somehow have taken care of this. That gets us in the way of seeing what's possible now and what's not possible. And that's exactly what this coming to our senses is. It's the noticing of the thoughts being the tension or and then in a sense having that include the rest of the universe of the moment and seeing if there's something to do doing it if there's nothing to do so be it and Joko talks about that throughout this in different ways throughout this chapter so since you've all read this chapter, I assume, what would you bring up here that's important to clarify? Um, this is Faye, and I would simply uh, like to say that um, I, I definitely can see what she's getting at and the subtleties of self-centered thought that can take us away, uh, well, when we go away from the moment, the real, you know, the reality. And I think what's important, uh, at least for me and with practice, is what well, we talked about a little bit at Kashim, but, you know, the, the trusting, um, Trusting that I don't have to go off there, you know. It's it's but just um, being being with what's happening right now um, is is fine. And I think that for me that continues to be that the where I would say a struggle, where I notice um, like many of these students who are talking about you know going off into analysis or whatever. Um, and, and what she's saying, you know, in, in terms of, okay, and then, you know, letting that go and being with what is happening, the bodily sensory experience, the sound, smell, taste, touch, etc. But, I mean, it, it, it's, I think, frankly, I just, I think it may just be something that takes a great deal of, of practice and, 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 and trust. But I will say, one other thing, sometimes, Sometimes I am amazed at how much um, can uh, kind of resolve on its own or new ideas I get that I wasn't expecting to get when I'm not thinking about them, you know. When I'm just, 
being with what, what what's happening and not trying. That's all. Okay. 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 okay, Nina. Okay, what does that mean? See, right away, I'm back into my analysis. <laughs> okay means okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, this is Lisa. I, I uh, <clears throat> um, pay mention trust, and I, I, I understand that in my, in my own way too. In terms of, like, for instance, on page one sixty two. Um, in the, uh, well, on 162, the first Joko, par uh, the first Joko section, um, you know, in the first paragraph she talks about um, anxiety and, and then in the second paragraph she says, it sounds crazy to say that when we have a problem we should listen to the traffic. Um, and and I understand that. Um, in other words, what I'm trying to say is I think that there has to be some kind of trust that I can let go of going over and over this problem or this, this thing in my head to try to resolve it in my head. I can, I can actually, I could stop doing that and, and then, you know, and that would be okay. That it is kind of a trust thing. Like, and so I understand that. It could even be a no-trust thing, because if, there, if there's no trust, then you get to notice the no-trust thoughts, emotions, attitude, fear, and that becomes your entranceway. The no-thought, or no-trust, or fear is fine as an entranceway, because if that's what comes up, that's exactly where the the practice effort is because that's what's here and that's very important it's it's not that you we have to meet some ideal of of anything because it's exactly as it is as we are and yet it's also exactly where we're caught up that our practice effort, if we call it that, is. It's not in, in some other story or some I other think, theory. I, mean, I, I don't know if it's I, I don't know if it's fear or anything like that, but I, I've noticed that this some kind of, you know, strong reluctance to 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 stop sort of going over whatever it is I that I think I'm working out. Um, in uh -huh. my head. Yeah, uh, exactly. I mean, the page you, you called for, the, the very next page on the uh, 163, at the bottom of the um, joke, the first full paragraph of Joko Speaks, uh, she says, we're not ready to trust the process fully to have faith in our direct experience, and if you look at the previous sentence, so we cling to them, meaning all the patterns, the thoughts, etc., and return to them, even after reminding ourselves to come back to our senses. So we, if we find ourselves back, so to speak, 
in our thoughts about and emotions or reactions or fears or whatever way you want to um, talk about where where you're at, then that's exactly where our practice effort has to be. Until we don't hold on to them or don't be entangled in them, we're going to be, and when we are, that's exactly the moment effort opportunity in order to, for a moment, rest in our present moment trust, or at least trust enough to make the present moment effort so that the process of our practice can occur. In in a way, this in this chapter she goes over some basic points from a number of different angles and perspectives, depending upon how people bring him up. Ellen, yeah, this is this is Debbie. Yes. And I want to go back to the very beginning, 158, because um, I want you to talk about just the nature of awareness. She calls it wholeness, but she said, suppose we're hiking in the mountains and we sit down by a stream. What would it mean to be whole in this moment? And um, one student says being whole would mean feeling the air on my skin and hearing the sounds. And she says, yes. So, um, you know, I sometimes I feel as if the closest I get to that sometimes is just labeling. It seems like I, I'm trying too hard with the thinking, like if I'm out in nature, um, you know, just trying to be aware of the sounds and the sights and the breeze. But it it always feels like I'm working at it. It's never just pure awareness. It seems... Wait, Debbie, what does is, what is working at it mean? What do you mean by that? Be, because... What I think is my, my, my mind is going, okay, let's practice awareness. Awareness is just being aware of the sensations and so then I I I think it's a thinking that goes on. Okay, it's, I can feel the breeze, I can hear the birds, but um, it doesn't feel like it's uh, a direct experience. It feels like I'm thinking about it. Okay, so if you're noticing thinking about it, then that's exactly where whether noticing or labeling or some other form of practice is yours to make. Um, It's not that you have to create awareness. Um, It's that awareness is, and then we, as she puts it, we think about ourselves, we separate ourselves from our experience. In a way, I'm going to talk about this Saturday or Sunday or whatever it is that my recording uh, shows up there. Um, But 
the, the point is very simple. It's noticing the thoughts as what they are and using that noticing, however you do it, whether with labeling or simply noticing or in any other way, and there are many ways, using that as almost a flipping or an opening or a, sometimes I use the word popping into the present moment as a way of then allowing you to be right where you are. And you don't have to figure out where you are. Simply being the awareness that is the functioning of being you, human moment, is the, is it, is where to go. If I say it that way, of course it's not going anywhere, but that's where to go. But what happens is, the last couple of days, not today, but we've had this, I'm just going to describe it as this purely lovely weather. We've Uh had, it's been cool, and there's been this lovely wind, you know, Uh and and it's, um, the, the, what I find keeps coming up is, um, okay, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll really try to practice awareness and then I'll say, <laughs> I've said this to you before, like, is this all there is? Or, you know, I don't, I, I, there must be some underlying expectations of, of having joy in this direct experience and, um, I don't know. It's it's a it's a hard practice for me, and I I try to do it with nature. Yes. Uh, that seems to be easier for me because less things get in the way. Even though everything is an experience, it's a it's a it's a better practice for me. Yes. It, and you're right. It's fine to do it in the middle of the attorney general's office the state legislature, or any place walking down the streets in Springfield. And it's particularly hard for us because we get caught up in all sorts of thoughts about that. And therefore, the thoughts come fast and furious, if I use that kind of phrase, and we get entangled in them. There isn't something special that we have to do to be awareness or to be experiencing because that's what we are. We can't not be, except that we cannot be when we're holding on to our specific set of, um, call it thoughts or call it stories or call it any number of the other ways are narrowing um, into the self-centered thinking or the judgmental or the before and after um, narrative or all the other ways. And each of us are expert in our own particular ways. No, that's not the right way to say it. Each of us have our own particular ways of doing it and we need to become expert at noticing our way so that we can practice with it. Not to figure it out, but simply to notice it. Um, 
and to notice in the ways we resist trusting the present experiencing that is our life, whether because we judge it, evaluate it, think about it, etc. Does that make sense? Yes, I, I feel the resistance of trusting it. Yes. Good. So, so notice, treat the resistance as a, as a thought to notice or as a feeling to de- notice and find what helps you notice it so that you can, in a sense, open the hand that grabs onto it or that you can use it to, to drop into the sense body awareness of your life moment, which no one else can do except you. Isn't, isn't one of our difficulties that we were under the impression, we believe that the thoughts, that we identify with them. We, we, we think that's who we are as the thoughts, the thinking mind. And, you know, we, identify, we, we see ourselves as a thinking mind. That's us. But the breeze and the stream are not us. Well, so it, it, it immediately creates this dichotomy, this conflict. Then, therefore, the thinking mind can get in the way of experiencing things that out there. It's not only about us; it's just as much, and sometimes more, about our our thoughts, irritations about others, about other people other events, other circumstances, or even yeah, the, con- the condition no, of, of, of the... You're taking it in a different direction. You know, following up with what you said, we think the irritation is us. You say we get irritated by other people and other things. We believe we're irritated. And yet we believe the ir- irritation is who we are. Yes, because we're irritated. They've what? irritated me. And therefore we're entangled in that irritation and literally miss the rest of our life moment. It's that that story um, of the fish, and the the fish asking, what is the great ocean, and being laughed at. That's exactly it. Why was the fish laughed at for asking, what is the great ocean? Because it was already there. Because yeah. they are the creation. That's right. Not other, not other than the creation. Yeah. The ocean is the fish's life. We tend not to see it that way, do we? Well, it's not... Well, then, uh, we want to experience the, the breeze and the stream and the birds chirping. And so we think that our, our thoughts prevent us from doing that and getting in the way of that, and in reality, are trying to get rid of our thoughts so we can experience those things is what's really getting in the way of experiencing those things. So how do you do it? That's exactly so what? Like Daniel said, you just, okay, thinking thoughts. Okay. That's part of the experiencing moment. And if you're not trying to push them away or not trying to control them or, or 
get caught up in them, then the stream comes forward and actualizes itself, as Dogen would say. Some, sometimes there's too much emphasis on not getting, I, I have to make this distinction between getting caught up versus the thoughts and emotions, because the thoughts and emotions are just all that's right. part of my life. That's and my the breeze, experience. that's the stream. That's the breeze. It's Unless we try and grab onto them, hold on to them, believe that's who we are, just who we are, yeah. and get caught up in it. It's just sometimes hard to know, as I've talked, I asked before. Yeah, it's a when have, when have I gone into just experiencing <laughs> my thoughts and now holding on to them? It's a habit that's deeply ingrained. And it takes a lot of effort, a lot of persistence to see through. Even... You got to say something? I think Lynn had her hand up. Oh, go ahead. Just, just a thought. Um, <laughs> I think uh, in addition to what we're talking about, maybe at least from my experience, noticing sort of after the fact when I have had an experience Without thought is another, perhaps, avenue to approach this. So, um, for example, it might not be out, outside for some people. Um, that might be such a unique experience for someone who works in an office all day that, that it's hard to shut the thoughts off when you're in that environment. But there may be other aspects of your life where uh, very mundane experiences or sometimes special experiences where you don't even realize at the time you're not thinking until afterwards and that there's been a, a sense of a larger being in the world. So if you have a new infant in the house, uh, uh, you know, that can be your entire focus and, and there's often, you know, all kinds of challenges and delight in having a new baby around and you realize you're not you're, you're just sort of in that moment and experiencing all of it but you notice that after the fact because you've been so sometimes pleasantly sometimes not so pleasantly consumed with that so I think there could be other experiences and noticing perhaps after the fact when you've had those times it might be another way to begin to get a sense of the uh, moments of whole now it's there is no problem with thinking as you noticed we had to think about how to rearrange Skype so that we could talk given that the Zen centers the PZC Skype wasn't functioning and that's perfectly good that's just another that's a kind of functional thinking, Joko uses that way to talk about it, that's just part of our functioning as well. It's when we use thoughts as a substitute for experiencing, or use thoughts and emotions as the focus of where our living moment is, that it becomes a way to cut us off from our own life. And it it's such a strong habit that it seems natural. doesn't matter if you're in a field with a stream or if you're in an office with a lot of sounds from people who are in the office or you're home alone and there's 
um, music playing or nothing playing. All of those are equally good, as is walking down the street and as is everything else, because each of those is the opportunity of being the, let's call it this way, the various senses of being human and taking care of whatever there is to be taken care of, if there is, whether it's driving the car, paying a bill, or, and you fill in the or. And it could even be figuring out which phone to use to call to connect because the first number you called didn't work. In a way, what Joko's talking about is what does it take to be grounded in this moment life that we are? Or being in touch with our life and noticing where we are cut off from our life and seeing what's skillful to do when we're cut off. When our scheming gets in the way of our doing what's needed. Um, with, uh, when our calculating and entangling gets in the way of resting in the moment. And judging ourselves is another way to uh, avoid. And it's not that we know we're avoiding, it's just so habitually strong for us that we do it as much out of an ongoing habit or caughtness um, and uh, out of an ongoing familiarity with that place and therefore seeming fear of the most ordinary present moment place. I think this, if you look at this chapter again, you'll um, find that there's lots in it that might be useful for your specific circumstances. Because that's what this is always about. It's how can this chapter and what Joko says and what the other students in, in, in the chapter say, how can that shed light or shine a light onto your life circumstances so either while you're reading it or when it comes up during the day, it can support you in doing what's called for, if anything's called for, in a way, you don't have to do anything to be this awareness except to cease doing what doesn't work. Um, can you hear me okay? Yes. Okay, I just... Um, I... I don't think I know the woman who was talking about the baby and realizing after the fact about being present. Um, but but um, that's what I was sort of jumping off on a little bit. Um, 
what do you mean jumping it, off? It, well, uh, that's what I'm trying to figure out how to say. Um, so, like, she was saying something about there, there are good moments and bad moments, but, you know, you have to be so present with a newborn, say. So, like, in some situations I've been in recently, I... Um, it almost feels like I have to think to be able to be present. I know that's faulty in all kinds of ways, but, but just hear me out. Because, yeah. like, what happens to me is I get overwhelmed. Uh-huh. Like, by, by, like, maybe all the sensory stuff there is. Uh-huh. So what's skillful when you're feeling overwhelmed, and therefore, if I add on, maybe there's fear or um, anticipation or narrowing or something coming up as a result of that quote or in connection with that overwhelmedness. When you notice that, what's skillful as a practice well, uh, effort with overwhelmedness. I, I get, you know, it, it, there is a multi-tiered answer. Uh-huh. A, that's what I'm asking. But okay. B, to answer your question as best I can, um, I try to remind myself to breathe. Good. Uh, C, I, uh, you know, try to calm myself down in other ways. Uh, you know, be, be kind of, you know, do self-talk and, yeah. um, you know, what's really happening. Is it, you know, is it really like that? You know, that's so I confront the fearful thoughts, if you will. But, but um, can I stop you for a second there? Be- yes. Because instead of trying to calm yourself down, if you could notice the not calm reaction, let's call it that, that ten- noticing that tension, thought, emotion is the opportunity to bodily feel to the extent that you could tolerate it, the overwhelmness. But in the body, see if you can rest as that. And if you can, in a sense, that'll connect you all the more or open you up all the more to the many ways of your being human in that moment. So you don't have to try to self-talk. As long as you can tolerate it, it's more useful to stay with that body tension and have that be the awareness is of the physical sensation moment, which also includes all the other aspect of the senses of being you in that space-time. Yeah, I guess I'm talking about the point at which I can't really tolerate it physically. Okay. Th- then you have to do what you need, whether it's using your breath or whatever else, because you can't tolerate it, then that's what you need to do. Good. Then use that, rather than do something that's, quote, worse, close quote. So then, then that skillful practice is to use what you need until so, you can tolerate more, so to speak. Right. And the only one who knows what's so about that is you. 
at least at that moment, because no one else is there to see or look, and any uh, theoretical suggestion might not at all be appropriate. It grows out of your doing, maintaining, being your practice that makes it possible for you to see what to do. And to do it. Yeah, right. I guess that's right. Good. I'm sorry we started late. Um, I think we could stop now if if you're satisfied with this. If I would suggest that look at it again, and if you want to bring up more of this next Thursday, please do. Meanwhile, um, also read the next chapter, which is Attention Means Attention. And hopefully someone could call Nick and find out what the PZC laptop sign-in for Skype is. Yeah, and if Ed wants to stay on, I, I created a new account just to try that, but um, I tried to connect with somebody named Ellie Smith, but That's you not know, me. I think you usually call us. Yeah, the person, L.U. Smith, is a different Skype account. I I have two, and the one that I use for this is Genmio. So you could look at Genmio. Yeah, I tried that too, but I I just couldn't find the right one, and and I couldn't connect it fast enough. Okay. But if Ed wants to sit down, I I mean, or I could say what the password is so that people know what it is. Uh, I'll let you guys work that out, um, because I don't think, I think it's better not to do it